Well, I greet you this morning in the name of the Lord. I hope and pray that you've had a good week. We've had a good week. We like Peter. We went fishing. And uh, <laughs> uh, we uh, cast our bread up on the waters and it didn't return void. But anyway, it was good to be there and it's good to have everybody out this morning. I hope and pray that you've come out to the house of God this morning to get a blessing. And, uh, and I'm thankful that you're here. And last night about, uh, about 7.30, I didn't know if any of us were going to be here or not. And, uh, uh, of course, the people on the news media, they, 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 they think they see, a, they think they see a, a, a light flashing in the sky. And uh, I got outside my garage last night after I got home from prayer meeting. And I know I saw a flash in the sky, and it was lightning. And God does that. That's the natural laws of God. And we're glad to have everybody here this morning. Uh, uh, glad to have uh, 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 the, uh, Roy and Virginia and her niece and, his, and, and Nick. We're glad to have you all this morning. Hope and pray it will be a blessing for you. Now let me say something. Uh, God watched over us last night. See, I, I, I prayed to the Lord, and I'm not a great man, but I needed the Lord last night. I said, Lord, you still the wind, and you still the waves on the Sea of Galilee. And I know you can still the winds tonight if you want to, and I pray that you will. Of course, some people went to the storm cellar and preached to people, and that's good. That's a way to get them together. If you can't get them together in church, get them together in a storm cellar. Right. Okay. Well, again, I say it's good to be here. Now, let me let me uh, let me get a little bit serious here, or plum serious. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the Word of God this morning, and the reason the Word of God is important is because the Word of God uh, uh, is it affects everybody. It affects every person in the world. The Word of God affects you. And uh, 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 when I was a young man, went to church. A preacher never did have to preach on hell. Everybody knew there was a hell. Now then, you know, we've got TV and, and we've got uh, uh, Hollywood putting on uh, uh, things that they, that they think is going to be and, and they cast doubt on whether there's a hell or not. And I'd like to say this morning that if this Bible is true, and it is, in fact, it said in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And I don't know, I don't know, I hope you had not been to school long enough to learn that uh, little Amima started over yonder about 40 billion years ago and he finally turned into you. I hope you don't believe that. I don't believe that. And, and could I say this? I'm like that man in, in Georgia and, and I think he had it right. Uh, Herschel Walker. He, he got up and made a speech and he said, if the apes turned into men, why didn't they all turn into men? And they all got mad and couldn't answer that. Of course they can't answer it. We did not come from apes. God created man in his image and his own likeness. Now, uh, so I hope you believe that. But the reason that we come to church, can I say that just a minute? The reason we come to church is find God. Now, can I say this to you? God is not a mean-spirited God. God is a loving God. But you and I, 
in our nature, we turned away from God and we become sinners. God did not create me and you sinners. We chose to be sinners. See, now God does not like sin. And can I say this to you as your friend? I'm not saying this to you to get on you. If you don't get saved from sin, you'll go to hell when you die. That's in the Bible. <laughs> That's the 20th chapter of Revelation, uh, starting at verse 11. I'm not going to read that this morning. I don't, I don't think unless the Lord has me to. But he talks about being cast into the lake of fire that burneth forever and ever and ever. Now you can avoid that if you will pay attention to God's word and let him touch your heart, let him open your heart, and you will with your heart believe that you are a sinner and believe that Jesus Christ died for you. <laughs> and I meet people all the time that do not think they are sinners. And I want to again this morning, I believe the Lord would have me to a little bit, do a little bit of recapitulation of the scripture we've already went over. But I want to go over it again this morning, if you will allow me. And I realize that, uh, that you can't just count one spot of the Bible. The Bible is a, is a book of, of God's Word, and there's 66 books in the Bible. And uh, all of them are true. All of them are true. But what we need to find out is what God said about us this morning. All right, now, what are some of the things that God said about us? Look with you will with me with Romans chapter 3. <coughs> I've gone over this once, but I think I need to uh, touch it again. I kind of feel a need to do that. I hope you'll bear with me if you're a Bible reader. Because I, I, won't, I, won't, I don't want to just spin our wheels up here. I could, could talk a little bit about something else. But I want to talk about sin this morning. What is sin? Sin is violating the law of God. And that's why God gave us a Bible so we could learn what the law was. Now, we, uh, uh, we, we often go to uh, uh, Exodus and we find out the law was given to Moses for the Jewish people. The law was given for, the, for, for Moses' people. Now, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and most of you that's watched, watched Ten Commandments on TV, <clears throat> uh, that's not all true, but some of it's true. And God did give Moses uh, two tablets, and he come down from the mountains. And, and, the, and the Ten Commandments is what God told Moses to tell his people to do if they want to obey him. And you know, you all know some of them, thou shall not kill Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not take the Lord God's name in vain. He that taketh his name in vain, the God, God will not hold guiltless. See, that's the kind of laws that God gave in the Ten Commandments. And so the problem is we do not obey the laws of God. We do our own thing. See, one man said, well, don't you think we're... Uh, a man is a free moral agent, and the preacher said, "Yeah, he's free to do. He's free to do what he wants to, but he's not. But 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 he's but he don't do what he ought to do. You see what I mean? 
All right, so that's where we are. Okay, if I go to Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. 3 and 23. <clears throat> the Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And being, <clears throat> So that means everybody. That means me, means you, means my folks, means your folks. But the, we got good news. We got good news. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. In other words, God forbear our sins until we could trust Christ. Now let me say this. I think I said this last week. Let me say it again. <clears throat> because people's got it all wrong. Most people in America that believes in God thinks that someday God's going to have us all gathered up and He's going to have a big set of scales there and He's going to put our good deeds on one side, our bad deeds on the other side, and whichever one outweighs the other, we'll go to heaven if our good outweighs our bad and we'll go to hell if they don't. <clears throat> That's not in the Bible anywhere. That's not in the Bible anywhere. It's just not in there. What is in the Bible is that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means I've sinned and you've sinned. And God don't like it. Now somebody said, well, what's, going to do, what's God going to do about it? I'm glad you asked that question. He's going to do a lot about it. There is going to be a judgment. God's going to judge everybody. He's going to judge me and going to judge you. But, but God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die on Calvary's cross that God might forgive sinners for Christ's sake. See, Jesus died on the cross. Why did He die? Well, I believe He died first to satisfy the Father. And He died second to purge our sins. You see, in the Bible, the shedding of blood was always given as a sacrifice for sins. But in the, in the Old Testament, it was the blood of bulls and goats. And, and God had Israel to practice that. In fact, God was very displeased if they didn't do it. He was very, it was a commandment of God that they take blood and they put it on the mercy seat uh, for their sins. But in our day, in our dispensation, <coughs> uh, we can be freely justified through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. See, uh, 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 Paul put it like this in another place. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now what did all that say? What did that say? It said God's got grace towards mankind. He's not a mean-spirited God. He's got grace towards mankind. And even though we're sinners, God can take us to heaven through His Son. But let me make a statement now, and I hope you'll take it home with you. Nobody in our world today is going to heaven without trusting Jesus Christ as their Savior. Nobody, 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 see, 
Peter put it this way. He said, neither is any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So that means, you know, them people driving along out the road out there, we love their soul, we wish they was in here, we glad you came, but we did not bring you down here to entertain your flesh. Your flesh is not be entertained when you come to church with us because we're more interested in saving your soul than we are you having a good time. You see what I mean? And then let me say this, nobody will get saved without hearing the gospel. Nobody will get saved without hearing the gospel. The gospel is good news. What is the gospel? The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I've already said this. Why did he raise again? For our justification. See, we couldn't even be saved if he hadn't got up. See, I know, I know when God saw the travail, his soul on the cross, he was satisfied that he could forgive sin. But Jesus, uh, Jesus rose from the dead, Paul said, for our justification. How did that justify us? Because he ascended up into heaven before God and appeared before God for us. And he got us off. Now I need to say something right here. Nobody, nobody can get off from your sins without trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior. That is a must. That is a must. You got to do it. So we find here, uh, God set forth his son to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. See, that means God was, was long-suffering. See? Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. If God destroyed this world today, what would you do about it? What would you do about it? Huh? Now, you can cuss God if you want to. But he's going to be he's going to be the one that's in the he's going to be the one that's going to be there in the end. Right. Uh, me and you are coming to end. It's a point on the man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. See. So so what what I'm trying to get you to see is you need to line up with God. You need to line up with God. You cannot remit your own sins. You cannot take away your own sins. A man died for you on Calvary to take away your sins. Why don't you say, thank you, God, I accept your son, and I confess my sins, and I receive your son as my Savior. Now, salvation is a gift. That's kind of hard for a lot of people to understand. God just wants to give it to you. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. God gives salvation to those that will believe. You say, Mr. Potter, what do I got to do to believe? First of all, you got to admit to God, to God you are a sinner. So, well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to do that. I, I, wait a minute, he already knows it. But he wants me and you to tell him, God, I am a sinner. I take responsibility for my cussing. I take responsibility for my drinking. I take responsibility for my stealing. 
I know that's kind of hard on the flesh. I've been there. But you need to do it. That's called confession. Confessing your sins. And then ask God to save your soul for Jesus' sake. See, and it's a gift. I'm I'm dwelling on that this morning. It's a gift, it's a gift, it's a gift. See? Psalms 39 says, man at his best state is altogether vanity. Now God wrote that. I didn't. God had, had David to write that. Man is best states altogether vanity. Now I know when you go to school and, 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 and go to these other places, uh, they don't teach you that. They teach you, I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. Well, wait a minute. If you're your own man, own woman, why don't you tell God you ain't never going to die? So God, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to live like, like this forever. Why don't you do that? Well, you know better. Because the cemetery out there has got thousands of graves of our forefathers that, that tell us we ain't going to live forever. We ain't going to live forever. We're going to die. Right. See? All right. <clears throat> to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that's God's, that he might be the just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. See? Do you believe in Jesus? I'm not talking about, I hope you believe him with your head, but you need to believe him with your heart. With the heart man believeth, brother. Brother Bell brought that up very plainly last week, I believe it was. And, and, and I appreciate that. People need to know that. See? A lot of people in America today, you ask them, are you a Christian? Yeah, yeah, I believe in Jesus. But they believe in Jesus like I believe in George Washington. See? And that's okay, you ought to do that, but you got to go a step further. With the heart man believeth. So you need to hold your heart up to God. So here my heart is, Lord, convict me, show me how lost I am, so that I will get on my knees and beg you for mercy. I believe that'll happen. I believe that'll, that'll work if you'll do that. Where's boasting then? He's excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Could we make it any plainer than that? Huh? What would be the deeds of the law? Well, you know, you could help the poor people. That's good. You could give the Red Cross $25. That's good. You could, uh, you could say hello to the preacher. That's good, but it won't save you. It won't save you. See what I mean? Is he a God of the Jews only? Is he not of the Gentiles? Yes, the Gentiles also. Now, Gentiles is us in the Bible, okay? See, is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make the law void? Uh, I'm sorry, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. See? God writes his law in your heart. See? And one fellow said, well, I can't, I got this bad habit and I can't quite, I can't quit it. And I said, trust in Jesus Christ, let him change your heart, then you'll want to quit it. See? Right now, it's a choice that you make. Do I want to do good or I want to do what, 
not what the Lord told me to do. Now I want, I want you to turn with me uh, over to chapter 5 of this same book, chapter 5 of Romans, and let's look at verse 10. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. You know, I asked a man last week, I said, you've been saved? Yeah, yeah, I'm saved. And uh, I asked him where he, we, we asked him where he went to church. Well, he didn't go to church. He went out in the woods and found God. Well, God did make the trees and God did make the grass. But God didn't command us in this Bible to go out in the woods and find him. He commanded, he commanded us to forsake not to send them yourselves together and so much the more as you see that they approaching what he really commanded us to do. See? And so I have a little bit of problem uh, believing a man's saved when he just finds God in the woods. <clears throat> you know, I'm not judging. I'm not judging, but I'm just believing what the Word said. You see what I mean? So we all have problems. Uh, we all have pet sayings. We all have pet doings. But what we need to do is line up with the Word of God. We need to let the Word of God be in our heart richly. What did God say? Well, if God said it, it's that way. See? Now you might say, I don't agree with God. Wait a minute. Maybe you don't agree with God. See? But a hundred years from now, where are you going to be? A hundred years from now, where is God going to be? He's going to still be on His throne doing well. But me and you ain't. We ain't going to be doing well. We're going to be in the ground. Or in heaven if the Lord comes again. See? And I just got to remind you. Paul said in, the, in Thessalonians, man is a threefold being. He's got a body, a spirit, and a soul. See? Now I believe the soul is what lasts forever. If we read the book of Revelation pretty closely, <coughs> when, when they broke the, the fifth seal... John saw the souls of them that had been beheaded for the Lord under the altar. The bodies wasn't there, but their soul, where was their bodies? In the ground. See, and that's where they're going to put your body and my body when we die, in the ground. But wait a minute, where's your soul going to be? I believe I'll just read something pertaining to that. Give me just a moment. I'll turn to it as fast as I can. I want, I, want, I, want, I want this to, I want, I want to say this because some of you are looking a little funny. All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, or verse 6. Or the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken or at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. I know you don't understand that, but I'm reading God's word. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. All right? If I take you to Luke chapter 16, we find a rich man. He died and was buried. What's the next verse, you Bible readers? What's the next phrase that it says? That's right. In hell he lifted up his son. What was the deal? He was buried, Mr. Pollard. 
He ain't supposed to come forth. Don't we die like a horse? Don't we die like a dog? No, we don't. We die and they put our body in the ground. But, but our soul goes up to God to see where it's going. And he is the judge. I'm not. See what I mean? But let me tell you what. According to uh, Luke 16, it takes God just a second to send a soul where it's going. See? Go back to Revelation now. Broke the fifth seal. Where were the souls of believers? Where were their souls? Under the altar of God in heaven. See? That's where they were. And I hope that you're listening to this. I hope you're not sleeping through it. I hope you're just getting this because I'm, I'm trying my best to, to let you know that I love you. All right? And not only so, but we also join God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. See? Some fellow said, well, I don't believe you can know you're going to heaven. Well, wait a minute. Yes, you can know it. Yes, you can know it. You can know you're going to heaven if you'll get it. That's what being saved is from our side of the curtain. Is God letting you know something happened in your heart? And let me say this, and I say it with love, okay? Don't get mad at me. Don't ever tell anybody you're saved if God hadn't done something in your heart. Give you peace in your heart. Don't ever tell anybody I'm saved till you get peace in your heart because that happens to everybody. Now, I, I need to say something right here. The, the doings of the flesh is different for different people. I've seen people get saved and shout. I've seen people get saved and cry. I've get, seen people get saved and hug everybody around them. I've seen people get saved and laugh. I've, I've seen a few people get saved and, and, they, and they didn't do nothing. They just showed up later and said, the Lord done something for me the other day. So don't let some charismatic get you all crossed up right there or some TV preacher. God does something in your heart and you know it. You say, how does he do that? By the Holy Ghost. Say, so will I jump up and down? Well, you might or you might not. Okay? <clears throat> Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, now that man was Adam, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All, A-double-L. See? Can I give you a suggestion? Don't try to tell God, will God, I'm a pretty good feller. I don't sin much, but I sin just a little. God knows all about me, and he knows all about you. And I just jump up and down on this, and I hope you don't get tired of me saying it. David said he knows our thoughts from afar. So God knows all about me, and he knows all about you. And when you sin, God knows it. And when you call on God, to save you, he knows that too. All right? <clears throat> so I hope you'll believe that. 
For until law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. What's he saying here? He says, sin entered to us through Adam. Adam was a sinner. Adam's sin uh, 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 came right on down through the lineage of generation till it got to me. And it got to my kids. And it got to their kids. See, we're sinners by nature. We're sinners by nature. We just do it. Just like, just like a bird flies. See, but God wants to forgive your sins. Jesus Christ died for you, and he died for me. See, that's why God will re- for, forget your sins. You know, I say this often, and I love to say it. The new covenant is God will remember your sins and iniquities no more. God will remember them no more. See? Now, God never has forgotten. But one thing, he forgot what sinner saved people used to be. He can forget, but he only forgets what he wants to. And you can't sit here on the church bench and say, well, I hope when I get to judgment, he'll forget my sins. He won't. He'll remember every one of them. But if you'll trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, he saves you from your sins, and he forgets what you used to be. See? Now, you don't forget it, but God forgets it. Mr. Pollard, why does he do that? Because he wants to. He forgets what a sinner you used to be. See, Jesus Christ died for sinners. That means he shed his blood, and when God the Father saw him, how much he suffered for our sins, God the Father accepted that atonement on behalf of all men. All you got to do is believe him savingly. Believe in your heart. The Bible says, believe in your heart. God hath raised him from the dead and thou shalt be saved. See what I mean? But you got to do it in your heart. See, a lot of people just walk up to the front and they think, well, uh, I've seen people go up there and get saved and I'll just go up there and go through the mechanics and it'll be okay. It's okay for you to come to the front and seek God. See, but some people come and they don't receive him. And that's not God's fault. And don't you get scared because they don't. Because the devil will use that. He'll say, well, now Janie went up there and said something and she didn't get it. Don't you think God let you down too? Don't you let the devil tell you that. God will save you when you repent to his satisfaction. And I can't tell you where that is. The Holy Ghost will have to tell you that. See, you say, well, I come in here and I don't feel too good. I kind of feel, I kind of feel uh, uh, kind of strange in my heart. That's God talking to you. That's God letting you know that you ain't right. But you can be right. In fact, God wants to save you. But you got to do it His way. You can't just hope. Well, I hope when I get up there, my good outweighs my bad. It won't work. This Bible is really clear on that. It won't work. Our sins must be washed away. They must be washed away. 
Now that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a symbolic to us down here. The washing away happens in heaven. But God gives you the Holy Ghost, a peaceful, holy, a peaceful feeling in your heart to let you know that's happened to you. See? That's what I'm trying to get people to understand. And people just, uh, the devil don't care how you dodge the, the word of God, just so you dodge it. See? I'd say this, you know, if God is bothering you at all, why don't you come up to the front? Anytime during the service, Brother Bell says the altar's open. And get on your knees and seek God. Now let me say this, and i got to close because I'm out of time. It is the whole duty of man to seek God. See, you can't save yourself, but you could seek Him. And you seek Him with all your heart. That means you sell out. See, and I know the devil puts fear out there. Oh, well, what if this and what if that? But hey, you can't let him do that. By faith, you step out by faith towards God. Just say, God, here I come. Save my soul. And do it. Okay? All right. I got to close, but let me read verse 20. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That means, that means you could really be a bad sinner. Like Saul of Tarsus. Or like John Newton. But God would forgive you. Don't ever let the devil say, don't let, ever let the devil say, I've been too mean, God can't save me. Don't let the devil tell you that. God can save the vilest sinner. And he wants to. See, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death. See, sin brings forth death. Sin brings forth death. As sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. I like that word eternal, don't you? Eternal life. Would you like to live forever and ever and ever? Huh? Not down here in this flesh. Man. I mean, you wouldn't want to live 5,000 5, years and me looking like I look. Did you look in the mirror this morning? Huh? If you add 5,000 years to that, what are you going to look like? Let me give you some good news. Paul said, when we come back in here, if you've been saved, when you come back and you are coming back, We'll have a glorious body like unto Jesus' body. Never get sick, never feel any pain, never have a heartache. See, God's going to give you a new body to come back in. Not now, not now. But he puts that in your heart to let you know it's a promise. He's going to do it for you. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? That's, that's the earnest of the expectation. See, I mean, you go buy a house, you go buy a piece of property, What's, and you, you, you tell a realtor, I believe I'll take that. What's the next thing that they say? You got some earnest money? What's earnest money mean? Well, you give me, you give me $500 or $1,000, and I'll, I'll put it in the earnest pot to make sure that you mean business. Right. See? Well, God put the Holy Spirit in our hearts if we're saved, 
as, as, as earnest to let us know he meant business. Amen. Right? That's right. Paul had quite a bit to say about that. That's not something I'll get on tonight today because I don't have time. But anyway, thank you for listening to me. I just felt a need to kind of re- review that with it. I know you Bible readers uh, could probably memorize, I mean, I've got memorized what I read this morning, but I appreciate you bearing with me and letting me go over it again because I feel a need to do it because people, <clears throat> and I don't criticize them. I mean, this is not me judging people, but people hadn't been to church. They don't have a Bible. They just don't know what God's all about. But let me say this in closing. God is real. Your life is real. Heaven in eternity is real. Hell in eternity is real. It's a real place. It's a real place. All right. Thank you for listening to me. I love you. And I hope and pray that this has been a good uh, a, a, a good communication for I've done it for your sake because I care for you. All right, thank you very much. How many Bibles did we have? <clears throat> one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, fourteen. Okay, thank you. We don't we don't condemn you if you don't have it. We just want to know how many you brought. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, thank you. We'll take an offering.